of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. I am so excited you have joined me today as we are continuing through the Psalm Project. And we have made it to chapter 90 in the book of Psalms. Hard to believe that we are that far and pretty soon we'll be into the 100s. Here we are in Psalm 90 beginning book 4. So uh, there are five books in the original Psalter. We are beginning book four, and then we will go into book five, and that will be the last one. So here we are in Psalm 90. Um, This is attributed to Moses. Psalm 90 is the only one ascribed to Moses, and it contrasts God's eternity and human mortality. So Moses seems to pray for God's blessing on his own generation, doomed to wander in the wilderness. And so this is a psalm. The psalms, like I said, uh, have said before, are kind of all over the place with its authors and its uh, attributes. And, uh, you know, we've seen several um, that are attributed to different people. And this one to Moses. uh, So you get a historical aspect to it. We've seen some that have referenced geographical locations. And so uh, I think it is very cool that we are here seeing the words of Moses and uh, here in the book of Psalms, which is centuries later. And so, um, Psalm 90, let me read for you the Psalm and then I'll go back and give you my commentary. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You return man to dust and say, return, O children of man. For a thousand years in your sight is but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed. In the evening it fades and withers. For we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath we are dismayed. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of, of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, and for as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So the first thing that stands out to me here is the acknowledgement that from everlasting to everlasting, you are God in verse two. The psalmist here, or Moses here, affirms the eternal existence of God. 
God's work of creation in Genesis 1 brought the whole universe into existence. And God himself had always been there. So that is kind of a a difficult concept to grasp. I remember when my parents, when I was a little little boy, were telling me one day that God has always existed. He has no beginning and no end. And I, for the life of me, could not wrap my mind around it. And to be honest, still can't. That is something that we cannot understand because God is outside of time and space. He uses time and space because we are in time and space. And Jesus, being God, stepping out of that realm of no time and space and not being bound by time and space, steps into our world where there is where people are bound by time and space. And so, of course, we cannot understand something that has no beginning and no end. But God has always existed. He is uncreated. He is only the creator. Verse 3. You return man to dust. So God's judgment returns the descendants of Adam to the dust of the earth from which they were created. Verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past. God is not subject to time, but he is its creator. Verse 5. You sweep them away as with a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning. This is speaking of the brevity of human life, like a sleep. It contrasts with God's eternity. Verse 8. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. People commit sins they think they can hide, and although they might be able to hide them from other people sometimes, although I would argue often they are caught, and that is the work of God as well, but sometimes they might be able to hide them from other people, like envy, hatred, lust, especially those types of sins, But before God, there are no secrets. And that's not just a cliche. That is not just something you say to a child that, oh, God sees everything. It is 100% truth and should put fear in our hearts. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the uh, dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints of the marrow. It's the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. There is no creature that is not manifest in his sight, uh, in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to deal with. So that this is this is uh, a biblical truth that that God Himself sees everything. And, and again, this is not something that we should just write off. I mean, the writer of Hebrews, all, all of our sins are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And that this, is, this is not, again, just something just to write off, that you just tell a child, God sees everything. We should always know that we will give an account to God. Even though we might be able to hide our sins from other people, we cannot hide them from God. Verse 10, the years of our life are 70. To a young person, 70 years seems like a long time, but before God's eternity and in human retrospect, it is brief. You see that as you get older. 
I am turning 40 this year. And so I look back and think, man, this this year, it's been over 20 years since I've graduated high school and I'm coming up, it's going to be 20 years before I, you know, I've graduated college and it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Life is brief. Verse 11, who considers the power of your anger? Only Jesus Christ, who drank the full cup of God's wrath for sinners. And he knows the power, the full power of death. Verse 13. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? We've seen this question several times in the book of Psalms where the psalmist asks, how long, O Lord? There's nothing wrong with expressing our feelings to God and letting him know where we stand. God, we feel like you're not here. How long will you leave us here? Verse 16, let your work be shown to your servants. God must act to redeem and and restore and your glorious power to their children. So Moses here contemplates a generation entering the promised land. You know, the, the children of Israel wandering in the desert for 40 years. And Moses knows that that promise will be fulfilled and he thinks about it. And so he questions, God, how long? How long will we be here? And again, there's nothing wrong with posing these questions to God. This is where I am, God. I want to be honest with you. And God will respond. He will answer. Now, how we respond to his answer is another thing. But God is faithful to his promises. And he does love his people and will respond to them. And so this is a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Um And it contrasts, again, human mortality to God's eternal being. And he prays for God's blessing on his own generation, but really this prayer can be applied to our generation as well. And so um, I have set this to music. Psalm 90 is a very simple setting, but one that I think is a very reverent and worshipful setting. And so here is Psalm 90 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Reflect the watches of the night
You like a flood swept men away Till in the sleep of death they lay They are like grass that sprouts anew With blades of green in morning dew At morn it sprouts to grow and rise When evening comes it fades and dies Oh, teach us how to count our days And set our hearts on wisdom's ways How long, O Lord, O now return And for your servants show concern Each morning fill us with your grace To sing for joy through all our days As many days as we have spent Under affliction you have sent For all the years we evil knew Now make us glad our hearts renew Your work to all your servants show Your glory let their children know On us may there be shed abroad Good favor from the Lord our God What our hands may establish sure So that our labors may endure Yes, may the labor of our hands be made